0: So, which one do you like, huh? The red sedan or the black hatchback? Here, take a closer look.
1: No, no, I see them. Nothing wrong with the screen resolution of your laptop, bro. Honestly, both the cars look gorgeous. But Ali, have you figured out where exactly you will get your car insurance from? Oh my
0: goodness, you are such a pessimist, Sophia. Here, I'm deciding which car to buy and
1: you are already wondering about the day I crash it. No, Ali, far from it. I'm just making sure that you don't have to pay 500 dirhams fine. Get your new car confiscated for a week and go home with four black points supplied to your license. And this day that we are talking about can come without you crashing the car. Oh, well that's okay. I'll get a cheap one just for the sake of it. No, it's a very useful thing to have. It financially protects you from repair costs you shelve out in case of accidents, theft and more. You absolutely cannot drive without a good car insurance policy. Okay, Sophia, honestly, that does sound logical. Let's look at these cars and insurance policy together. Absolutely. You are listening to PolicyBazaar.ae's The Policy Project. We've got you covered.
2: Hello there, it's a brand new episode of PolicyBazaar.ae's The Policy Project. I am Annie Arakil, the host of this podcast and your go-to person for all things insurance. A warm welcome to you. Hope you're all doing good, absolutely great and all set for this ride. It's speed-tested and safe. Today's episode is going to be all about vehicles. (laughs) As you just heard, Sophia instilled a heightened sense of duty and responsibility in her friend, Ali. Because he had this fervor for buying a new car. And how did she do it then? By informing him about the importance of having a good insurance policy. This car insurance policy is a must whenever you're going to buy a new vehicle. It isn't just mandatory by law, but also needed for your financial well-being in case of a mishap on the road. And to discuss further about the nuances of car insurance, of course, we have our in-house expert on the topic. Let's welcome once again to the show, Toshita Chauhan, Business Head of Car Insurance Policy Bazaar UAE. Hello, hello. Hi, Annie, How are you? Very, very good. I remember from the last time we spoke, you did say that you have spent more than 10 to 15 years, I believe, in uh, the industry of insurance. And last time we spoke about another set of insurance, this time we're talking about car insurance. It all comes under the gamut of insurance. You've been enjoying this all through and through, right, Toshita? Absolutely. They say, right, you don't need
0: insurance until you actually need it and then it's too late.
2: So I think it's very, very important to know and understand that car insurance is a must. We've got to get straight to the question so we can get into better details and understand more about car insurance. So the very first one. Toshita, you ready for this? Yeah. The story of Ali and Sophia has got me very curious about how much the average cost of car insurance in UAE is. And so how exactly is it calculated?
0: Right. So before I sort of get to the calculation, it's important to understand what are the kind of car insurance covers available in this country, right?
2: Right. So there
0: are typically two types of policies that you could buy. One is a fully comprehensive policy. Uh And the other one is a third, third party liability policy. What essentially is the difference between the two is a fully comprehensive policy will cover in case you have an accident, and whether it is your fault or the other party's fault, it will cover both your repair costs, your car's repair costs, and yeah. also the other party's car repair costs. If you only buy a third party liability, as the name suggests, it will only cover the cost of repair for the other party if you're at fault. So UAE oh. is a pretty, um, yes, yeah, so it's a um, UAE has a very simple and straightforward method of sort of reporting accidents and arriving correct. at you know whose insurance policy sort of kicks into uh place uh, when you have an accident you sort of you know call the police if you're obstructing traffic etc the police will arrive within a matter of minutes if mm. there is a safe space for you to sort of park in the corner you can report the uh, traffic you can report the accident via the dubai police or the different emirate police app correct and uh, the police will sort of give you a report suggesting which party was at fault. And whichever party was at fault, their insurance policy sort of pays the claim for you. So it is either you are at fault or you are the recovery party who is basically getting the other party to pay for yourself. So it's a very clear system. And when it comes to pricing, the price, I would say the premium for a third party policy would start onwards of 400 dirhams per Mm -hmm. annum. Mm-hmm. for a com- fully comprehensive policy would start somewhere around uh, 900 to 1,000 dirhams per annum. Correct. Right. Correct. And obviously, the premiums would depend on what type of car you're driving. It could be a sedan or an SUV or a sports mm. car. Um, mm. uh, how many cylinders is the car? What is the make model? Which year was it manufactured in? Is it a GCC car, which is basically a, you know, a GCC specification or was it imported into the country from US right. or Japan? And, uh, and also your premiums will depend on the, on the driver's profile. So it could depend on your age, how many years of experience, driving experience you have, whether Mm. in the UAE or internationally, and various other factors that the insurance companies sort of, you know,
2: put into work when they calculate the premium. Oh, that's interesting. So. I believe then in the UAE, when it comes to premiums, it may vary, especially when it comes to sport cars, uh, since you have so many sports cars or other premium cars that are imported into the country. What is the highest premium anybody has paid, if I may ask you?
0: I, I don't think I know the answer, to be honest. What's the highest premium that has been paid? But I think I'll, I'll check and get back to you. What's the highest premium that's paid? But typically what we've seen is the majority of the country sort of drives a sedan car or right. an SUV. And then right. there is a portion of customers who would drive the sports car. And your right. sports car could be, let's say, as simple as a Nissan sports car or it could be as amazing or as expensive as a Lamborghini, right? So Correct. that would depend. It typically depends on the car value. What is the car value that, what is the risk being exposed? What is it being used for? There are certain exclusions. For example, if you drive a sports car within the racing circuit, right? Right. your insurance policy may not kick in, you may have to buy additional cover for that. If you're Ah. just driving a simple sports car on the roads, you know, just to get from one place to another, not being used for racing, then
2: obviously you have the regular comprehensive policy that kicks in. Nice. I'm glad you're mentioning all this because then sitting with an agent to understand a car insurance, all these will not only be mentioned, but you also will be clear of what is it that you're getting into depending on, of course, what car Absolutely. you're driving. This is this is really, really good. So as we're exploring the topic of car insurance policies and multiple drivers is something that definitely comes to mind. Yeah. Suppose the policy is issued in one person's name because a car is registered in that one person. But the question does come up is it possible to add other family members such as spouses, siblings or even a sister to the policy as additional drivers given that they all drive the same car and in case the accident occurs with someone else other than the person on whose name that car is? What happens then? Right. So at the time of purchasing the policy, there is a driver
0: named, right? Mm. And uh, whether the car is registered on the same person's name or whatever the driver being declared at the time of purchasing the policy, you have a certain profile of the driver, whether that includes yeah. the age or the driving experience, basis which the insurance company has calculated the premium for your policy. Correct. Now, typically, the insurance company does not require you to declare who else will be driving. But um, what we suggest to customers is that let's say I'm uh, the, the insurance policy is on my name and I'm driving mm, the car. Mm. And on the weekend, my husband picks up my car. As long as he's in the same driver profile, you know, similar age bracket, etc., you know, the insurance company will pay out the claim. Let's say ah. if uh, if someone below 25 years old, for example, is driving the car, the insurance mm. company may charge them a higher deductible or a higher ah. excess at the time of paying the claims. Mm. So what we suggest to our customers is we will always declare if you think there are higher chances of someone driving additionally, you know, some some additional family member or friend driving your car and f- give you the details as to what will be the impact when it comes to, you know, paying the claims if you are not the one who's driving. Correct.
2: Correct. Oh, that's interesting.
0: It'll mostly vary basis. The driver age, if Mm. it's lesser, than sort of what you are and not marginally, substantially less lower. And the Mm. driving experience. So if I'm, let's say, 23-year-old with less than Mm. six months driving experience versus if the policy was issued on a 30-year-old with five years driving experience, the insurance company can charge you a higher excess or deductible.
2: Right, right. Again, very good and important piece of information for anybody to know when they're sitting to, first of all, of course, buying a car and vehicle yeah. and then also taking that decision when uh, getting a car insurance as to how many people can he or she allow the car to be driven by or at least ensure that the person is with the person, you know, whoever it is that uh, they're handing the car to. Some of the safety, I think, precautions or steps that one needs to take because this is a responsibility in a way, right? Yes lovely moving on now a common problem in the UAE is a car overheating in summers does car insurance cover fire damage there then yeah
0: so again if you have a comprehensive car insurance policy again depending on the fine print it would cover your uh, sort of fire damage Um, however there are certain exclusions for example if the it all depends on the sort of police report as to what the observation was at the mm. time of incident, right? Let's say if there is an observation that the fire was caused due to an oil leakage, right? Mm. Which was part of a mechanical failure, which already existed. And the Correct. you know the car owner or the driver has ignored that problem, then insurance company will not cover that damage. But Correct. if as part of accident there is some kind of fire, obviously that is covered. So Mm. we advise customers, there is, you know, there's an annual sort of vehicle checkup that happens here in the UAE because Mm. every year, every 12 months, you are required to go and register your vehicle. For the first three years of the vehicle, the for the first three years from the manufacturing date, if your vehicle is brand new, in the first three years you will be you will not be required to do this vehicle testing. But after three years, every twelve months you're required to do that. In that they okay. basically check the health of the car, if there's any leakage, the health of the tires, and to ensure that, you know, mechanically the car is fit to be sort of driven on the roads in this sure. country. Yeah. So mostly typically your things will come up there the annual servicing that's done or biannual service if it's required basis how many kilometers are you driving in a year if it's a mechanical failure which is which can sort of be drawn back to sort of customer's
2: ignorance that may not be covered but anything Mm. part of an accident etc will be covered yes Oh, that is good. That is good. Again, lots of information coming through in understanding why car insurance is important, first of all, in the UAE and how you can go about actually asking questions so that you are very clear as to what it is that you're getting into and what your car insurance policy actually has for you. Okay, moving on to the next question. Uh, This is also sort of a personal query, maybe, since I'm planning to change my car very soon. So what's the criteria for the transfer of car insurance from your old vehicle to your new vehicle?
0: Right. So two things, right? Here we're talking about you are selling your current vehicle to someone else and transferring the ownership and then you are buying another vehicle. So your current insurance is basically priced for this vehicle. Let's say, for example, say you're driving a Honda Civic and you want to Mm. sell that car and you're transferring Mm. it on my name. I'm the buyer. So Mm. very few insurance companies actually offer the service of transferring it from Annie's name to Toshida's name for the same ah, car. What we advise, okay. what we advise the customer is, you can get that policy cancelled and get uh-huh. a pro rata refund if you are uh-huh. eligible for the refund, uh-huh. and get a new policy for the next car that you're going to buy. And the new driver, the new owner of your Honda Civic, for example, in that case, we can assist them in buying their policy because that policy will be priced specific to that driver. Profile, whether what is his age, what is driving experience and all other things. I was going so, to that. Mm. Yeah, so we would we would uh, advise customers to get the existing policy cancelled and uh, get a new one. Now, obviously, your refund on how much you receive will depend on you know a whole lot of other things of whether you've claimed on the policy, you've not claimed, if you've already done, let's say, ten months of the policy period has finished, there'll be no claim, no no refund that you will be eligible Correct. to receive.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly
0: what we do at Policy Bazaar, right? Like once you buy insurance from us, all these things are then taken care of by us.
2: Lovely. I think this information comes through and it's important to have this kind of information for anybody who's even going in to buy a vehicle for the first time. You know, so they know what they're getting into and they have all this uh, cleared, clarified and also pretty sure about how to go about doing things. Lovely. Okay, now Toshita, that brings me to the question and this is also very important uh, to know whether car insurance usually covers other things like engine failure and damage due to natural calamities,
0: right? So, engine failure is not included as part of your comprehensive or your sort of your car insurance claim payouts. Okay. Natural calamities, depending on the situation, are included but then uh-huh. there are again exclusions to it. So depending on the situation, we would be able to advise customers on to what the inclusions and exclusions are. Typically wow. floods, earthquakes, damages caused by this will be included. Now it uh-huh. also depends as to how careless to what extent you know you were as a driver in taking care of the car. For example, if there is a flood and you continue to drive in that mm. so it again depends on sort of what the report observation says but engine failure is not included but your natural calamities will be included but that will also depend on what exactly happened in that situation
2: that police report is very important huh yeah <laughs> okay my last question then if i sell my car will i get any refund on my policy
0: yes so um the refund so you've, you've sort of paid a premium for a 12th or 13th month policy right when Correct. you buy car insurance mm. now depending at what time in the policy period do you want a refund or do you want to cancel the policy okay. uh, the uae law says that at any given point if that vehicle is registered under your name it should be insured with a minimum okay. of a third party liability cover right okay. so if you want to cancel your insurance and you're requesting for a refund, the first thing you have to provide a proof that you no longer own that car, that you've transferred it or sold it to somebody else. And there's mm. a government sort of paper that you provide. Mm. Uh, or you want to provide proof that, hey, I have downgraded or upgraded from XYZ cover to XYZ cover. And this is the it. proof that my car is now insured under this policy. At any point, the insurance company will not cancel if you are not able to provide that either the car is not in your name, or the car is not no longer in the country, mm. or you don't have that car covered under another policy. And once these conditions are met, the insurance company will then assess, has there any claims been made? There are certain insurance companies that could deduct a uh, little administration, admin fee charges, etc. here and there. And let's say if you've already completed majority of your policy period in the ninth or 10th month, if you come for cancellation, then you may not be eligible for any Uh, refund. If you've had a claim, if you've made a claim, which
2: was your fault, there could be,
0: again, there's no refund eligible.
2: Oh... Again, something we need to know uh, on the back of our hand, really, when it comes to car insurance, especially when you are deciding to sell, buy, uh, you know, resell or whatever the case is. But uh, having that comprehensive plan and understanding what a car insurance policy is, extremely, extremely important. Very insightful plethora of knowledge on the topic, uh, Toshita, that you have. And you've, you know, really taken us through all of it. Now, this brings me to our next segment. And that's called... Ask away. This is exactly where we take up FAQs, frequently asked questions by our lovely customers and respond to them with the help of, of course, our expert today, who is Toshita Johan. Now, if you are very curious like me, then I think you've got queries about insurance and personal finance. You shouldn't be hesitating. You just ask away. That's all you do. Slide into our DMs on Instagram, follow at PolicyBazaarUAE or reach out to us via any other social channel and we'll try our best to answer your questions in the next episode. Today, we are talking about car insurance and so we are going to take up car insurance questions that we have received in our inbox. Toshita, so, are you ready for this round? Yes. Okay. Mona Yusuf from Ajman asks, what documents will I need to get car insurance in UAE? Sure.
0: So few basic documents, there is a national ID, which is your Emirates ID, which is required, which is your sort of unique identifying uh, document uh, the other one is your driving license and the third one i would say is your if you are renewing your car insurance there's something that you get from the authority which is called a registration card mm-hmm. which has the details of what car you own what model year is it etc chassis number or if you're buying a brand new car then we will require details from the showroom about the invoice which has all the vehicle details chassis number the vehicle value if you are buying a second-hand car from an individual let's say then we would require like an ownership uh, document which which mentions that the ownership has been transferred or we would require the existing owner's registration card to get the details uh, about the vehicle so these typically would be the basic documents now if we have to sort of go in further uh, there are insurance companies that offer a no claim bonus or a no claim discount Right. So you may be asked to fill in a certain self declaration at some point that you have not claimed in the last XYZ years that you declare. Or you could be asked to get a no-claim letter from your previous insurer which mentions that as for example Kashida Johan, I have not claimed for my car insurance policy number XYZ in the last whatever, two, three years. Mm, mm. So these are certain additional documents which could be required. If your car has had a break in insurance that, you know, for three months there was a time when it was not covered or I was out of the country and the car was, you know, lying in my garage and it was not covered, then the insurance company wants to ensure that the car is in good condition. So they may, be, they may there may be an additional requirement for you to submit like a survey, a video of the car or current dated car photos, or you could be required to go to the registration center and do a, like a sort of vehicle testing report which gives Mm. all the details
2: that the car is in perfect condition. Wow. Wow. Very useful information uh, for anybody who's looking at, you know, getting a car insurance documents have to be in place. This was lovely. Mona, I hope this has really answered your question. Moving on to the next one. Uh, Ryan D'Souza from Dubai asks, what are the benefits of getting add-on covers in my car insurance policy?
0: Right, that's actually a very important one because uh, if you look at the basic cover, yes, it covers most of the essential things. But Mm. let's say one of the most sold add ons, uh, additional benefits that is uh, purchased on our website and even suggested by us to the customers is sort of adding an additional rental car cover. So when my car has been in an accident and has gone in for repair, I am sort of left. Obviously, without a vehicle, mm-hmm. um, I either have a choice. If I have a second vehicle at home, great. Which you yeah. know, yeah. not all of us do. Which is sort of sitting at home.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I either use the public transport or I'm Correct. then sort of, you know, I have a backup of taking a taxi to work or whatever wherever we go every mm. day. Mm. What the rental car sort of does is it gives you that seven to fifteen days benefit depending on the kind of time duration that you choose to get the cover for um, Correct. but when your car is in the garage you'll get the rental car and that can sort of work you know for
2: the time till the car you, you get your car back from the repair workshop oh that's interesting That, in fact, is very, very interesting. Ryan, I'm sure, has a big smile on his face right now just listening to this because uh, this is a very important add-on. Moving on to the third question. Samina Sheik from Sharjah wants to know, what is the best advice in case of adverse weather like flooding during rains? Should I keep driving and pushing my engine or park on the side? Ah, yeah. Right. So,
0: I mean, Dubai... Rarely has rain, but when it uh, I'd, I'd rather say, UA, right? When it when it when, when the country <laughs> does get rain, uh, there there, so sort of the roads do get flooded. Mm. What I mean, this is a common advice in the country. What the authorities also advises. Do not drive if you can avoid driving. Uh, mm. But if you are stuck somewhere, don't continue to drive in the flooded areas. You can leave the car, park it in a safer area, or leave it there. And then we, you know, there, there, as part of the insurance policy, there is a roadside assistance cover. You can always call the roadside assistance and get your vehicle sort of transported back to a safer place, whether that's a garage or your back to your house. Right. Uh, right. So we would we would advise definitely if driving can be avoided. Definitely avoid during rains and, you know, flooded roads. And if you're unlucky and you do get stuck, then do not continue to drive in areas where there is heavy flooding.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I guess even if it is in the case of a sedan, especially in the case of a sedan, you should try and park it on the side as much as possible. Yeah. In the case of an SUV, you may want to take the risk, but again, you need to yeah. measure the risk, which you will have to step out of the car and see how bad the flooding is. And so I think it's best to just keep it parked.
0: Yeah, that's the tricky part, right? You don't know how deep the water is until you actually get stuck.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, then it's safest and best, Samina, to just park it on the side, okay? And then like uh, Toshita rightly pointed out, roadside assistance. That's something you should, uh, you know, make the use of right away. And with that, we have Also come to the end of uh, understanding car insurance here with Toshita Johan on policybazaar.ae show. And I think we're having a, we've had a wonderful, wonderful time. But before you sign off, if you have any questions about insurance and personal finance, and I need to tell you that you need to simply ask away. DM us on Instagram, follow at policybazaaruae or reach out to us via any other social channel. And hope our car insurance concepts are crystal clear by now. All we need to do is choose between whichever sedan or hatchback or an SUV that you want to buy with all this information that you are armed with now. I'll see you again in the next episode with more insurance-related info along with our industry experts. Till then, take care and stay tuned. Thank you so much, Toshita, for your time. Thanks, Annie. It was great speaking with you again.
1: You were listening to PolicyBazaar.ae's The Policy Project. We've got you covered.